this is Shanda Sumter. I'm the founder of Hardcore Business. And you have to, you have to watch the podcast, The Shit You Don't Learn in College, from my friend, Xander Fry. How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. All right, how's it going, everybody? Xander Fryer here, and we are back with another great episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. Today, we've got my good friend, Shanda Sumter. Shanda is an absolute rock star, and you'll see by the energy that she brings in this episode. Uh, But Shanda is a multiple, multiple eight-figure business owner. She's actually in the middle of selling one of her businesses right now. Uh, She's helped thousands of entrepreneurs get their businesses up and running. She's also been featured in things like Forbes, Inc., Entrepreneur, all of those across the board. She does all of this while making time for her family. She takes a week off every single month. She takes a month off every single year. You are not going to want to miss this episode with Shanda because she really digs in. She's going to talk about the three tips for any starting entrepreneur to make sure that you can be successful and build the life that you want to build. She talks about why college is absolutely pointless right now. And we're going to dig into how to run an amazing business and raise a family. Again, you're not going to want to miss this episode. And don't forget, we only spread our message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on your social and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. Every week, my team goes goes through our reviews. And for every new five-star review, we plant a tree to restore the rainforest of Madagascar and provide a child in India one year of e-learning. So if you give us a review, you're giving back too. All right. How's it going, everybody? Xander Fryer, and we're back with another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College with my guest today, Shanda Sumter. Shanda, Welcome yep. to the party. Thanks. I love this topic. So, I, like, we're we're gonna dig into all the fun stuff with you. You've you've built uh, a couple of amazing businesses, multi eight figure businesses. Um, you've you've had a career of helping a lot of different people and best selling author, featured everywhere. And I want to dig into all of that at some point. Yeah. But literally just before we started, you said what to me right now about ten seconds ago. I said I don't think anybody should go to college. Okay, so literally, I was, so let's let's go there. Let's yeah, just start just, with that. I was just talking to somebody yesterday, and they said uh, they were talking about college and yeah. how one of their kids was literally just going off to college. And I said, I mean, mom to mom, at, like last yeah. night, I said, mom to mom, I don't want my kid to go to college. And yeah. she was like, I get it. My kids are kind of already there, and they feel like they need to go to college. Right. And I'm like, stop them. Yeah, you, you can stop. You're like, still spending money. I'm like, you get out of college. And I mean, I went to, I went to university and yeah. I'm not saying everybody uses nothing. I mean, there's, there's a reason to go to university if you're going to, there's certain jobs that require that, but like most, right. most 
companies nowadays are not interested in hiring college graduates because they have no skill. So you you hire a lot of people. Do you ever look at their college degree? Never. That's never. Never. Me neither. But I, I, that I thought I was weird that no, I never, like I haven't once looked at whether or not somebody is a college graduate. It doesn't tell anything. me anything. Yeah. People, so here's what people always say. They say, no, I'm just getting my own personal coaching advice right now, by the way. So well, keep going. well, because <laughs> like, so here's the thing. Cause people always say like, well, college shows that you're committed to something. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not the only way to show you're committed to something. Yeah. You can make a four year mistake in other things too. <laughs> exactly. That's probably less than a hundred thousand dollars worth of a mistake. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know that it took me until 2015 to pay off my non-finished university degree? I never finished it. Um, I paid for national um, uh, tuition because yeah. I'm from Canada, yeah. and I came to America and I went to school in America. Now, it, you know, here's where it was useful: it got me into America. That helps. Got me into America. That's the easiest way yeah. to get into political America. political loophole. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so, but like, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not a big fan. We are in a skill deficit right now. Yeah. And we've been in a skill deficit for a few years now, and yeah. so. If you've ever been in a relationship too long, like has anybody ever dated somebody for too long in your life? You know how that feels? Well, that's the job market. Yeah. The job market is a bunch of people who don't have the skills to create the results. And so we're underperforming wow. as a society. And then we wonder why the output of the bottom line in a company, whether you're in a corporation yeah. or an entrepreneur, isn't up to par. And this is across the entire economy pretty yeah, much. Yeah, this is, this is global. This is a global yeah. problem. So how do we change that? Become an entrepreneur. <laughs> Do you think everybody should be an entrepreneur? I think, okay, so so my faith is deep. So yeah. I believe in God. I believe God was the most amazing entrepreneur on the planet and on the planet, created the planet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so amazing that he slash she created. Yeah, yeah. so, well, I, I'm... I'm Do you believe he? I believe he, okay, yeah. I, 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 I I'm like, I'm one of those people who, like, like when people say universe God, you might do that. Yeah. I'm like, the universe didn't birth you. Yeah. Like... Yeah. God created the universe. Like, let's just be bold and call it what and it is. Let's just call it God. That we're afraid okay. to sometimes. We're call. calling it God then. And this comes back down to entrepreneurship. So, yeah. like, I I think everybody is an entrepreneur, yeah. and I think that there's some that are being forced to be an entrepreneur now. Right. And where jobs are going away, and if it wasn't for COVID, it just would have been, you know, artificial intelligence. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so it's happening one way or another. It's happening regardless. Yeah. It's happening. So, what's your alternative? Well, I mean, I guess the question is, did our parents raise us to be resilient? Yeah. Did our parents teach us grit? Um, or did they nowadays, like every time you hand your phone, your iPad to a kid, it's like, remember what you're teaching them right now. Yeah. Because you're not just, pa you, you are pacifying them. You're trying to distract. Well, you're, you're pa trying yeah, to pacify. You're pacifying. And yeah. like, let's be honest, like there's nothing that pacifying alcohol, drugs, sex, um, iPad, Instagram. It's all the same. It's all, it's, it all can be used the same yeah. way. And so you've got to look at like, what are you creating? How resourceful are you? Mm -hmm. Do you keep your word? You know what I mean? Like, and if you don't, and just so you know, this is a great strategy for people to try a great exercise. I, um, I tried to take, keep my word for an entire day. So every hour. So, wow. okay. So tomorrow I'm going to get up at 6am. From 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., I'm going to brush my teeth, eat breakfast, and I don't know, read a book, right? And then you're like, okay, at 7 a.m., did you do those things? Well, I ate breakfast and brushed my teeth. I didn't read a book. First moment of breaking your word. Wow. Next time. By, by, by basically by 7 a.m. Yeah. So so I it took me three days the first time I realized how important it was to keep our word. Yeah. 
right? It's the reason why, you know, Maddie trusts you or doesn't trust you is if you keep your word, right? Right. Like it's our entire integrity, our entire word. Now let's go back to well, God was- for a second or entrepreneurship and God created the universe by a word. Like we create everything by a word. By a word. I mean, law of attraction is pulled out of the Bible, Yeah. right? Like, so we know wherever you're studying spiritually, we know that your word creates right. or it completely demolishes or sabotages right. you. And so that happens by the, the community that you spend your time with, all of these things. So if you just get back to the fundamental piece, if you want to have a big leverage game on yourself, pay attention to every time you break your word and stop making up excuses yeah. for why you broke your word. So yeah. it took me three days. Wow. Three days, Xander, to be able to keep my actual and this, word and this is this is You're somebody who I'm sure keeps your word more than 98% of, yeah, of well, people. I mean, not if I don't track it, though. Not if you're not aware. So do you know Dan Sullivan? Yeah. Okay, so Dan Sullivan is a company called Strategic Coach. Yeah. And he says, if you want something to grow, you better track it. Yeah. Well, like, he's 100% right. And if you want something to continue to grow or continue to be tight, track it. Continue So to the minute it. that I stop tracking my time. Yeah. I have a problem. Went to crap. It just always does. That's amazing. So to take this kind of back to... Like, in your opinion, you think everybody, you believe deeply that everybody is an entrepreneur. And I would actually agree with you. Yeah. Um, A lot of people would not agree with us, but that's because of the way they label people. Right. Well, if you were to to go back to, you know, pretty much any time before the industrial era, like, everybody was in some way, shape, or form an entrepreneur. They had to figure out how to, uh, you know, bring either income or food or whatever it was for them or their family. It's only really in the industrial age that this is, has completely shifted in the idea of like an entrepreneur versus like a worker ant is kind of like a, yeah. a different thing. Um, so you talked about keeping your agreement. I'm just, so for everybody, you're all entrepreneurs. Let's deal with it. <laughs> right? Let's just accept it. And in the future, like this economy has a lot of issues. So more and more people are going to be forced into becoming entrepreneurs. Yeah. Let's deal with it. Yeah, and even think that people who have succeeded inside of corporations, they're entrepreneurs. Yeah. And so the only ones that survive or more than survive actually get paid well. Are the ones are the who are one, taking the initiative. And they take the initiative, which is entrepreneurship. Yeah. But we're calling it entrepreneurship when you're inside an right. organization. I don't know where the employee came into play. I think that was like the discount rack of, <laughs> yeah. I just don't have to show up. Yeah. You know Basically. what I mean? Well, so... so I agree with you that we're all entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, whatever you want to call it. You just mentioned one skill that I think is paramount to just being successful in life as an, an entrepreneur and entrepreneur keeping your word. Oh yeah. yeah. What? So, and I was going to ask you, what do you think are two more? And it sounds like resourcefulness might be one of them. Yeah. So like, so, well, part of keeping your word requires you to be resourceful because okay. like, like imagine if we were doing this podcast and I was like, um, my husband took my car. Yeah. He took my car. Sandra, I can't show up because my husband took my car. Yeah. And if people can just like have grace with me for a second and pay attention to how many times we do this, where we're like, you know, I have a client right now that's like, I don't want to fly in my mastermind. She's not afraid of, you know, viruses or vax or anything like that. She's just like, literally like, I just don't want to leave my kids. Yeah. And I'm like, you've been home with your kids for the last year. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, that's not yeah. really, yeah. that's not, and I mean this with so much respect. Else. That's not the problem. Yeah. Right? Like, that's not the problem. I mean, she needs virtual assistance and people like that inside her company. Right? And I'm like, if you were really committed to being with your kids, where's the virtual assistance I've been telling you to hire for yeah. two years? 
Right? And, that like, would, and that's that, what I said to her this yeah, morning. Being there for me to help you with this will create that freedom to be with your Well, and, and yeah, and but the the we hide behind this logical reason why we can't show up. Right. But like we need each other to stand up with each other and be honest with each other. Because yeah. I don't know about you, but I know there's an next gear inside me. Yeah. I know there's an next gear inside me. I know there's one that's, in front of you. It's scary for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, it, it is. But like, you know, it's, it's too, it, it's hard to work the lazy out of us. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I we start to get good. If, if you can hear this, like, cause I'm not calling anybody lazy. I'm just saying like, we all have this. I, like, I, I think it's okay though. I think we are like, we are all inherently lazy if well, you think about it. Like you're good at podcasting, right? And yeah. you're really taken off in this podcasting world. And, and so it's really in his comfort zone. So he but, could just do this. But there's so many things that aren't. Right. right? So and for will, somebody else doing a podcast might be like, I got to become resourceful. Yeah. Like, am I using Ecamm? Am I using a camera, an iPhone? A, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just too much, you know? And I say this like, and like, I really do. I'm joking with this, but we, if we're really honest about it, like that is a sense of laziness. Cause mm -hmm. how hard is it to pop your phone up and to download a, a program on your computer yeah. and to find somebody that you could interview? Right. Or, or, you know, the thing that I always tell people, it's like, Oh, but I don't know how to do that. Right. Well, there's this thing called Google, right? I, that's a motto in my company. <laughs> That's actually a motto. I'm like, what a, when somebody asks a question, it's like, what did Google say? Yeah. You know, like, the answer's there. I yeah. promise you. Because most of the time, that's where I figured out how to do this stuff is I Googled it. Or, My friend Angelie said that with uh, Reels on Instagram and now she teaches them. She's like sitting there looking at all these like kids doing these things. And she's like, I just went to YouTube and asked how to do it. And I got the whole <laughs> thing. Then how to add graphics to it. And then, but yet people will go and spend insane amounts of money to be trained by a leader. Yeah. So this comes down to, I think, keeping your word is critical. Yeah. That's number one, because you have to become resourceful to keep your word, period. So that will just take care of itself. Yeah. But the second thing is leadership. Okay. So the reason why people will spend money with us is because they want the leadership of the person that's giving the direction. Yeah. So Google, YouTube, everybody has every strategy you could ever find or need in your life to actually keep your word to anything you want to keep your word to. Yeah. It's there. People have created videos and trainings on how to scale companies and sell them, how to create podcasts, how to do Instagram reels, how to build email lists, how, how to generate leads, how to sell clients, how to coach, I mean, how to, yeah. It's all free. Yeah. Like it literally is all free. But why do we hire people? Because we want their leadership. Yeah. We want their leadership. We want, we're like, you show up this way. So I want this leadership. But here's the deal. Our leadership sucks when we don't keep our word. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because we don't have the authority. So, so again, I'll go back to biblical for a second. Like you have to have authority over something to have power. Mm -hmm. So like, I can't like, if Xander taught me how to podcast per se, I can't go teach you how to podcast, even though he taught me how to podcast because I only know my experience of this moment. And even right. if I was successful, but if I've been podcasting for a while and had to become resourceful in different things, like yeah. the breakdown, you had to happened. figure it out. You had well, to start to master things. Yeah. Right? Like he told, he just told me, you know, there's this system that, that you could use <laughs> so that, you know, the recording, if it breaks, Jenny, don't tell everybody my secrets. Right? This course is coming out next for nine ninety seven. <laughs> But you get what I'm saying? So it's like you have to work through the breakdown and you get paid because you actually led yourself. Because as a leader, I went through it. 
Yeah. Exactly. And that's what people need to understand. Like you can't cut corners to yeah. authority and leadership. And so once you keep your word, then your authority kicks into play where you're actually become the type of leader people want to learn from or listen to. Yeah. Right. And then from there, you need to learn how to multiply. Expand on that. Okay. No, so, no pun intended, so yeah. So you're not going to work your way to freedom. Okay. You've got to multiply it. We were talking about, yeah. we were talking about digital currency recently, like just before we turned on the video, it's like, you know, you have to look for ways to make, you don't have to make a ton of money. You got to make more money than you need. And then you got to take some of that money off the top every single month. And you got to put it in a place that multiplies. And sometimes it's going to multiply and sometimes it's not, but you can't be afraid to keep trying. Yeah. Right. And so you're going to keep going back into the system who keeps their word who's a good leader, who keeps the word, who's a good leader. I can actually trust that. So who's, who keeps the word is a good leader in multiplying money. Go find those people. Yeah. And then look, where are they multiplying money? And you don't have to get intimidated to play at the game they're playing because they're ahead of us. And so you just need to follow in the footprints because success leaves clues. Yeah. So if everybody can remember those three things, like everybody wants to skip to the multiplying money. I, make everybody wants to go from step zero to step 10, I think. Is the but, issue. but here's the thing. Leaders that have authority don't want to hang out with people who don't keep their word. Yeah. And you won't ever become a great leader and have authority, which by the way, that comes with sales. Everything comes out of authority, right? Yeah. Leadership and sales are the same thing. Um, like nobody gets that. I point. have to pause you for a yeah. second. I've been saying that for years and I don't think I've ever heard anybody else say it. It's the exact same thing. Leadership and sales are the same thing. They're the exact same thing. I love it. You can continue. Yeah. I just, I needed my own self-affirmation <laughs> there for a second. They're exactly. That I'm not crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, they're the exact same thing. When somebody has a sales problem, they have a leadership problem. Yeah. And so if I go back in their life, like, I'm not saying people have to be perfect about keeping the word to everything, but if you could be, wow, I'm telling you, there isn't anybody who could enroll you in not going after their dreams if you could help them get there. Yeah. Because you'd be solid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And so, so anyway, so that's, that's my two pieces. That's beautiful. I mean, we could probably spend an entire episode just on that. But I do want to dig into some other things. You yeah. mentioned, you, you obviously mentioned uh, your family a little bit. Um, one of the things that really inspires me about the way that you run your business is that you, I mean, you run great businesses, you grow great businesses, you multiply very well. Yeah. At the same time, you're an amazing family woman. Thank you. Thank you're, you. you're there for your husband. You're there for your son. Can you kind of tell me about like how, how, how do you do that? Yeah. So, well, I take off a week a month and so, and I do that for my own leadership because, yeah. um, I don't have the bandwidth to be great in those areas if I'm all on work all the time. Right. Um, I am super driven. Like I'm really driven. I, you know, I have an eight figure company exploding and to the point where I'm actually just going, do I really want to keep exploding it? Yeah. Because I don't want to spend any more time in it. Yeah. I want to go over here and build the company I'm selling. Yeah. And I also want to help somebody else that I'm sitting on their board to sell it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's really interesting to me going back to the conversation. You're never going to work your way to freedom. Yeah. Right. So I have my money working for me and multiplying, but like I want to challenge my skills to the next level Yeah. because the other one I've, I've it's in my comfort zone. Right. And your calling is not in your comfort zone. My friend Rex Crane always says that. You don't reach your calling from your comfort zone. Wow. And so if people could, that goes back to like the client of mine that doesn't want to come to their mastermind. 
Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. she doesn't want to leave her kids. When I call her out on the fact it's not about your kids, you've been with your kids for the last year, right? She's open enough to hear that and now get coaching on the real problem. Yeah. But she's in her comfort zone, right? So um, my family is really important to me. And so like, you know, in the Bible, money was talked about 2,000 times, more than faith, prayer, any of that. So we're supposed to have it. it drives me nuts when I hear spiritual leaders get online and tell people that <laughs> they're like, the, in, in, in Christianity, we call it part, you're the head, not the tail. I, people don't realize it, but they're spiritual leaders. I just heard this woman in Clubhouse, wow. this huge, huge guru in Clubhouse. And she was like, you know, telling these people, well, sometimes you're meant to be part of the team. And I'm like, if, if so, if so, sometimes I'm part of the team, sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm the lead of the yeah. team. And it's like, just hear me, everyone. 2000 times it was written in scripture for you to have money. It creates friendships. It creates authority. It opens doors. There are things, there are rooms that you're not in because of having, like, still leveling up the cash flow. And so why? Because of the resilience and the resourcefulness and keeping your word to create that type of result. Yeah. It gives you a, a, an access point, right? So you're supposed to have it, right? And people will be like, well, what about the whole money is evil? No, the, the love of money. If I choose money over my, Greed. my family. Greed is well, bad. Like if I choose money over my family. Yeah. You know, money over being like intimate with my husband. Like be, that's business, right? I'm choosing. I'm busy. Yeah. I'm busy. I got to go do this. That's making the wrong choice, right? Like the love gets to be for your spirituality, for God. It gets to be them for your, your spouse and then for your immediate family and then for the service and impact. And none of it's an either or. So I've just got my priorities straight. So, so how do you figure out those priorities for you? Is it, is, did it take time? Was it just you kind of fell into it right away and you were good to go? No, or? I just, I, I just, you know, I had... I had people in my life that were honest enough to tell me that my attitude sucked when yeah. I worked seven days a week. Yeah. I just wasn't, I wasn't the best version of myself. Like if you would have like had an iPhone like we have everywhere now, like behind me, you'd be like, that's not the girl that shows up online. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like I was just, I was like quick to anger, you know, I was all the things that the fruit of the spirit says not to be. Yeah. And so, you know, that being said, what allows me to have great leadership in my life is to have one week off a month and not work weekends. Now, that's while we're currently cutting this, this podcast, that's next week. Yeah. I am about to change this for the first time in six years inside my business. Wow. Because I am so inspired to grow our virtual assistant company. Yeah. That I'm so inspired to do that. And so now what I'm looking to do is be resourceful, keep my word to my family. And how can I change the system in a way that I can create some quality moments? Right. You know what I mean? Like some like real, like, like maybe one weekend a month we go to Santa Barbara. Or yeah, we go still camping. get the same, the same function of that, those quality moments, but maybe a different form. Of well, yeah, life. maybe without any cell phones right. or computers. Like, so like I'm looking to amplify quality now. Yeah. Because I'm really wanting to go over here. Well, and I think that's it. I think that's something that I, I want to kind of amplify a little bit for us to talk about. Because you're you're kind of expressing, you know, there's different seasons of your life. We're different yeah. beings. Like I think about it, right? And I'm like, if I took a week off every month, like I would go insane. 
because I'm, I'm a very like strong masculine energy and I'm so tied to the business. Yeah. Um, but Maddie has done, obviously Maddie's done an amazing job of being like, no working weekends, yeah. like one, one long weekend a month, one week off a quarter. Well, we're more, been... we're more emotional. Yeah. And so remember people buy and they lead from emotions. Yeah. And so as a woman, we're so emotional that you don't want the other side of the emotion that doesn't work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so we have to find ways to manage that. But you also have to find ways as men to be there for us when we're in that exactly. open emotional state. Because yeah. if you're not, then the resentment emotion comes yep. up, right? Hundred percent. Well, let's <laughs> let's talk about that for a second because I think I think this is something that's not talked about enough. Is like the differences between the masculine and the feminine. Feminine. Yeah. And Maddie and I have these conversations all the time, but I think it is really important. Like uh, I I remember. The first time I read a book called The Way of the Superior Man. I yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I, I mean, I haven't read it, but I've heard it. So I remember the first time I read it and I was like, oh my God, like we're two totally different yeah. species. Yeah. Like that was mind blowing to me. Like, can, can you talk about that? I mean, I don't know if that polar polarization for like you and Ash really helps. Like, yeah. So we have an interesting dynamic because, um, like my husband left his career to come into our business. Yeah. And so, you know, and we're still navigating those waters. Like we were navigating it this morning. Yeah. And as long as I stay out of his way so he can run, there's no issue. But the challenge we have is that we don't have enough meetings about the part of the company that he runs. And so to have the open flow of communication. Yeah. And so we're, we're like vulnerably, you know, and vulnerable in front of you guys. We're walking that right now. Cause I just want to go in there and take over yeah. and just do it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I can't do that because I get to respect my husband, yeah. you know? And so there's this balance, you know, of like, we just do it differently. We get yeah. to the same result, but we just do it differently. So, um, you know, raising children is masculine. Yeah. Anything to do with a plan and a point is masculine. Yeah. So there's this conversation of a huge confusion in personal development, and I have a personal development program, so I say this with lots of respect, um, but like the problem with a lot of personal development is that some of the people leading it are misled. And men- 100% agree. Yeah, like women are masculine all the time. When we're raising children, you look at how many women are holding the fort down. Like the most of all, especially today, yeah, it's insane. But even before, like when men yeah. went to war and all the things that women handled, like we are incredibly strong. Yeah, right, incredibly strong. And I think you know I have a podcast called Yeah, She's Driven, which is for men and female, men and women. Yeah. But it's about I'm driven, and I'm not going to apologize for yeah. that. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like. I'm not going to have somebody say I'm masculine. It's like, no, no, no. I take off weekends. I take off a take week off a month. Week a month. Yeah. I go get my nails done. I am a total girly girl. Like yeah. I have to be with the girls. Like I was just with them last night out for dinner in California, in San Diego. Like I need my girl time and yeah. I need to, and I need my husband to allow me to rest into him. Like no matter how driven I am, but like, there's this whole, like you're masculine, you're feminine, you're this. It's like, Listen, we all have those different parts. We all have both. We, we do. Like yeah. when a man has to hold a bucket for a woman, he's being very thoughtful and he's not driving anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just like, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to be a chick for a moment. Yeah. And, 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 but it's like, like sometimes we just got to access those different pieces of us. So if you're building businesses, you know, there's some 
there's some areas of nurturing and there's some areas of just pure getting it done. <laughs> Absolutely. And that yeah. is the balance of both. Yeah. I love that. Um, so for any, maybe for any like starting entrepreneurs, because yeah. I think we're getting a lot of people starting, we were just talking about this. What would you say are like three action steps that they can take immediately to start to go down the world of entrepreneurialism? Because you've built some businesses, you've done some things. Yeah. If you were to start over right now, Okay, so, so be really cautious with the, um, the, the rave about becoming famous over rich. Yeah. Okay, be, and what that looks like is, like, I actually wouldn't do a podcast first because it doesn't monetize to took, the level that I It took me to. four years to do this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so um, like, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't build up my Instagram account. I wouldn't build up my... Facebook account, I wouldn't build any of that out. I might use a Facebook group too. I would use those platforms as a TV. Yeah. Like think of like a TV, like back in the day when everybody watched TV, right? And so like all of the social platforms are like our networks and treat them like that. Own your asset, right? We we're talking at the beginning about multiplying. You've got to own your email list and you've got to have cell phone numbers. You need, you need text message and you need email. And that's going to be like, I think it's going to be a forever thing until Amazon and Apple and all these big companies, when they stop using email, I'll start to go, okay, let me look. Maybe at we should shift. Yeah. Yes. But until that happens, when we get a plane ticket or we get anything, it's emailed to us and text message yeah. to us. Okay. Now there's bots and there's things like that online. Um, that are amazing, but, and if you don't know what a bot is, then just ignore what I'm saying. But if you do know what a bot is, it's that little message on Facebook or Instagram that pops up that gives us a receipt or like an autoresponder, right? Yeah. The challenge with those right now as we're doing this, this, this podcast is a lot of times you have to communicate with them every single day to keep those bots up. Otherwise they, they disqualify your list. Right. Again, anytime you don't own somebody's data, right? you're at a disadvantage. And Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, everything can, everybody can cut you off. Right. And if you've ever been kicked off a platform before, it is really hard to get back on. Yeah. It is really, and it, it's very, I only know one person, maybe two, that have gotten their accounts back. It is like half the time you get kicked off, you're like, I'm doing business on my Facebook page. Well, you're not allowed to. When you, yeah, you don't even you're have really, to, you don't even have to get kicked off, right? You know, it's like, Back when there was, you know, when everybody was Googling and SEOing and all of a sudden Google shifted the algorithm, yeah. people, people lost traffic to their website overnight. Same thing with like Instagram's algorithms, Facebook al algorithms. I was just talking to Steve Weatherford, a good buddy yeah. of both of ours, yeah. and he's like, I, he's like, man, I hate Instagram. Like, yeah. That used to be his entire business. And he's like, I'm done with that platform because, you know, over the last six months, like it's just gone because Facebook just keeps kind of like, hey, maybe nobody will notice if I keep doing this. Well, and it's because we're we're on the hamster wheel of them leading us. Yeah. And that is, oh, I want Reels to go live. It's like yeah. they're pushing their business. Their and agenda. And we are versus, the yeah. hamsters that are making it work. Yeah. We're essentially their employees, right? And I want to oh, be... I oh, wanna, that hurts. Don't say that. But it is. Oh. And, so, <laughs> and so, like, we need to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. And we need to look at, like, first of all, how can we play on these platforms that's a win for them, a win for us, and everybody's happy and be respectful? Yeah. But we need to not be in a, in a disillusion to think that these are our platforms. They are not our platforms. We do not own them. 
We have no stock in them. We're not, well, maybe some of you guys do, but (laughs) most of us don't have any, we're we're not getting paid and we may, we have no decision-making. We have no voice. Yeah. Right. And in fact, we're not even allowed to say what we believe on those platforms. Do you know what I mean? And so, so it is completely censored. So all of that being said, build an email list because at least with an email list that I also have phone numbers. So create registration pages, things like that. Anything you give, make people opt in for. So that you can have an actual list that you own. And then when I go live. By the way, this is very different than like a lot of people today would be like, you got to get up on Instagram. TikTok's the platform. I know. Clubhouse is the platform, right? So like you got to get on this new and sexy to like generate. All of them are amazing if you're in that step. And so I would say like, um, if you have an email list, when you go on any of those platforms, you can email your email list and tell them you're going live yeah and then you will guaranteed have an audience on any platform you want yeah versus the painstaking days and months of going live on facebook instagram all of these clubhouse and having 20 people watch right like our clients build 2,000 to 15,000 people on an email list in 30 to 30 to 60 days yeah right that's their asset we're in the business of putting assets back in entrepreneurs' right. like pockets, right? And so it's great. I can go on any platform I want and I look like a rock star because lots of people show up. Yeah. You can little, tell them because it's your platform. You're telling them. Shoot yeah. a little text out. Shoot a little email out. Go live. Let's go. That's amazing. What do you think is, for starting entrepreneurs, what do you think is maybe the biggest mistake that they make? That's it. They try yeah. and get famous. They focus on social famous. platforms that they don't own. Yeah. You know, it'd be like... Yeah, it's just, it's, it's just, it's, I think it's dumb. And I know people, <laughs> I, uh, because, and it's, it's this, this FOMO mentality. It's right. like, and it's like, listen. They're chasing the likes. They're well, chasing And the... I think like, like Shalene Johnson's brilliant, right? She, but she has an email list. She doesn't tell people like, don't build an email list while she teaches them Instagram, right? She's like, get your email list growing. Like there are a few really great influence up, influencers out there that I would say are actually business owners. Yeah. And they understand business owning. Most people who are leading people online are leading them from what they're excited about and they're not building real businesses. And they might make money. They might make money, but it doesn't mean that they're building real businesses and that money eventually wears out. And so if you take what they have away, could they do it again? Well, if you shut down any of those platforms, what could they, what could they even do? They're they're done because they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't own any assets. Well, they didn't build in the right order. Build the asset first and then go on those platforms. Don't let anybody tempt you in the opposite way around because you'll be sorry. Yeah, that's amazing. And there's another platform coming out in two seconds. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but... But it's like, going to put all the other ones put all the other ones to waste. Like, right? I love Clubhouse. I love it. But, like, I, hate I you hate it. I love it. But, like, <laughs> I haven't been on Clubhouse for three weeks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And people are like, where are you? I haven't seen you on Clubhouse. I'm like... I'm, I just brought on 600 new clients. I'm a little busy. <laughs> like I'm actually transforming people's lives, yeah. not just offering a bunch of free events on Clubhouse. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. I'm like, I want to work with you to create the freedom. Yeah. I don't want to tell you when you can't keep your word to yourself by yourself and listen to me tell you strategies. And then you're not going to keep your word to those strategies. I need people to invest yeah. so that they put their ass on the line to create the result. And I, I will do my part to coach them to success. 
And that level of responsibility, it's just, it's lagging in this world of make me famous. Yeah. You know? I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a couple personal questions yeah, if you don't do. mind. Um, the first one, I, I just, I love to understand, you know, for people like yourself that have, have had so much success and you've gotten to where you are and you're, you're working on this company to sell it and just continue to grow the other company. What's something that you do that's maybe different or weird that like most people don't know that you do, but you think is like critical to your success? Oh my gosh. Um, well, the way that I process, I don't know if it's yeah. weird though. Well, let's hear it. I'd love to hear it. I don't even know how to describe it. It's something that I've been trying to teach my clients over the last like six months because yeah. um, when you say process, do you mean process? Uh, process emotions, process ideas, process it's decisions. Kind of, it's kind of all of that. Like, yeah. I don't know if I can really even uh, describe it. Like, so it's like I, the only thing that makes me angry yeah. is if my clients are not treated right or, or it's not even like they're not given something correct. Like, so like I can lose money. I can, um, people can steal from me. They can, none of that makes me mad. Mm -hmm. But what, what makes me mad is I'm so customer centric Yeah. that, and, and people centric that I get, I get really mad if our people didn't get something yeah, right. as good as they could. So, um, so like when I create products and services, I don't ever create them out of my mind. Do I don't, mean? I don't think my business is about fulfilling my happiness. I think that's really important and I think everybody should kind of hear that. Again. Yeah, like I don't put that type of pressure on my company. Right. My company's responsibility, just like your husband, or your wife, or your, the person you're dating, is not their responsibility to make you happy. Yeah. And people are trying to work out their traumas and and like they, and they switch gears in their business as an entrepreneur all the time because they're like, I just don't feel it anymore. I don't feel good about it. And I'm like, and then there's gurus out there, which I'm not going to name. They're like, you should do something that makes you happy. You got to follow, you got to follow it's, that. It, it's that actually, it's, it, it, you want to talk about modern day slavery? Yeah. The coaching out there is creating modern day slavery. Wow. People are literally, literally making the wrong decisions because they, they can't see the forest through the trees. Yeah. Great example. I got on the phone with, uh, do you know Mark Tim? No. He wrote a book with Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, uh, Mentor to Millions. Okay. It's a great I've, I've heard the book. Yeah. It, it's a great book. Everybody should read that book. Yeah. Um, so I was on with Mark and, you know, he was looking at some, some of my companies like, that one doesn't interest me. That like, great that you guys are crushing it. That interests me. The company that has no emotion in it. The one that is completely void of. It, yeah. It's being built to be sold. Yeah. And so like if freedom was the reason you got into being an entrepreneur, why is that not front and center? Yeah. So what would create freedom for you? We, we, we go into these modes where we're like, my company has to fill me up. It's yeah. like, don't get me wrong. I love coaching. Right. I love it. But the role I do in my company is the role that I'm good at. Yeah. And so you always tend to like what you're good at. Right. It comes easy it, for you. Yeah. And it's still something like you still got to work it. Even if it comes easy, yeah, you're but still you still got to do it. You, yeah. you enjoy it. And yeah. so that's great. But where the, where the breakdown, I call it the enemy, the devil, right? right? Where the breakdown happens is the enemy is in our heads confusing us yeah and you're not hearing that that coaching the right way the coaching is you need to do something you need to build something yeah 
that feels good. And, and unfortunately about that, there is, there is no given birth to anything that feels good. Getting pregnant feels good. Giving birth, Giving birth does not. not so much. It does not. Feel I would good. never know personally, well, but I'm going to trust you. You'll know if you guys have I'll, a baby. Yeah, I'll know be, from Maddie. Well, yeah. but you'll be in it with her. Oh, 100%. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You'll be in it with her. And then and then growing that child, yeah. you're sleep deprived. Nothing about you wants to get up yeah. and change a diaper at one o'clock in the morning and then go for a run at seven and then run your business and get back to work. There is nothing in you. Yeah. Right. And so we are leading from this place of so much, the, the wrong pressures being put on the business. Yeah. Right. So you should do the thing you're great at inside your business and you should be hiring virtual assistants and people and get the hats off that you're not good at, but you need to lead the charge. And if you don't keep your word back to that, and if you are emotionally trying to get love out of your business, out of your business. versus give love that. to other people, then you are going to keep starting back at the start line. Right. So what that looks like is I'm going to create a new product or program. Every time you create a new product or program, you slow down the growth. Yeah. So get smart. What does freedom look like for you? Is it a certain amount of income a month? Is it a certain amount of hours? Then build that. Don't pull the company back because you're trying to fit into the hours of a day. I get up at four o'clock in the morning. Me too. Do you? Yeah. Very I'll, rare. I'll give you a text next time. That's good. You're welcome to. <laughs> so I get up at four o'clock in the morning. I read scripture every morning. Yeah. And then I listen to God and I'm working on that even more, like sitting and listening more because I get really inspired and I get driven. You start get going. Yeah. Right. And so, so I do that first thing in the morning. And then what I'm working into my schedule right now is getting on the Peloton. Yeah. Right. Because I'm building myself, right? Like I'm building myself. So I used to go drive to Del Mar to work out with this amazing workout chick in Del Mar, but I absolutely hate driving to Del Mar. Yeah. And so it's become this like battle of not wanting to go work out. So I'm like, I'm building myself. So I didn't notice. I didn't say, well, my trainer's got to make me happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, no, I'm still going to train. I'm going to still build. I'm just, I'm, I'm fixing the problem right. so I can keep moving in that direction. So that's the same with making money. It's the same with, I, I stop work at three o'clock in the afternoon and I stop work at three o'clock in the afternoon so that I can literally be with my son. Yeah. And so that's why I do that. So I don't say I'm not a morning person. I don't get to say those things. Right. I build myself differently. Right. And I'm sure there's sleep experts and rhythm experts that might say, well, no, you shouldn't do that. But like, this is the season I'm in and my priority of freedom, I will make whatever sacrifices I need to make yeah. to be able to have it look like this. And so that's why it always cracks me up when somebody's like, you work so hard. It's like, I work three weeks. I work 15 <laughs> days out of the month. When I'm working, I'm working. When I'm working, I'm working. Yes. Right. But when I'm not, I'm free. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't talk work. Yeah. We tell, we tell everybody like, don't half ass anything, full ass everything. So yeah. like you full ass the business, you full ass your relationships at home, you full ass your, your like workout routine and everything yeah. like that. I love it. Yeah. So one last question for you, yeah. uh, because you did go to university and you, yeah. you paid for it up until about five years ago. Yeah. Um, what's one thing that you wish you learned at university or at college? 
I um I wish somebody would have taught me how to change my habits. Yeah. Like and would have like really like believed in me to like show me like like I wish somebody would have opened up the dialogue of vulnerability about what are the things that you hide behind closed doors that you're not proud of about yourself. And I wish I could have been in a room with people that we could share the real stuff. Yeah. And I wish I would have had a professor that had that conversation and and then like actually gave a resource, a book, a or something to change habits. There's a book called Tiny I was, Habits. I was just going to ask you, like, yeah. since we're bringing this up, do you have a, yeah, Tiny I, Habits is a really good one. Have you read it? Yes. It's so yeah. good. So Tiny Habits um, by BJ Fogg. I literally want my whole, all my employees to read it. Yeah. Right. And, and all my friends to read it too. We just and did, you, we just did a talk about it in our team development day, like a couple months so ago. So good. So yeah. get, exactly. So that's a great example. We both were like, this is sustainable. This is good. I can see a light at the end of the tunnel that I can change something. Yeah. And I don't feel broken because of it. And, and that is like, just not taught. Yeah. It's just not taught and we need more of that. That's amazing. I, I wish we could keep this conversation going for another hour, but Shanda, this has been absolutely phenomenal. I know our audience is going to get a ton from this. Yay. Uh, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for so joining good. us on the Shit You Don't Learn College podcast. I love it. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. All right. That's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton.